0: <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Therese Paler, Kansas City star, and I'm here with three-fourths of the eight team I got Sammy Mellinger. I got uh, Blair Kirkhoff here. My man, uh, Vahe Gregorian, is in Rio, killing it with his coverage. Shout out to you, Vahe. We miss you, buddy, but we got to carry on without you. A couple weeks in the Chiefs camp right now. I've had a lot of people tweet me, uh, want to know some impressions about Chiefs camp, and have been clamoring for the podcast. It's about time we deliver. What do you say, gentlemen?
1: Clamoring, clamoring. If, if they're clamoring, you got to deliver. Yeah. You oh, gotta, yeah. You gotta. You gotta bring it on the podcast.
0: Yeah, there's uh, only. <laughs> I'm only overstating that just a little, <laughs> just a little. But now let's get right into it, man.
1: Uh, been a look, good camp, had not it? Don't you think? It's, the weather's been good for one thing. It's only been a couple of really. Brutally hot days.
0: It, you know what? It's been probably the best weather camp we've had since I've been here. At least it's had a lot of great days, a lot of picture perfect, you know, sunny seventy-two days. Some hot days, but you know, I think it's still football, right? So, so maybe that puts everybody to, in a good mood and
1: and uh, and think of it as a sort of a positive camp so far, don't you well, think? Uh, from what you've seen,
0: well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I, I'm saying it's a positive camp, certainly based on what I've seen from the field. Um, You know, I've been here, I've been covering this team. This is my fourth year. This was my third camp, and I think from an execution standpoint, the offense is as far ahead of where it's been in the past. I think the number one offense has looked pretty good. Now, they've had some days where they haven't looked great, but no real, like, terrible days. And that's certainly a departure from the past when the ball would regularly hit the ground. I think, um, you know, the number one thing that stands out to me is that the offense just looks sharper, and Alex looks way more confident after last season he looks confident he he, he is slinging it particularly to Macklin and particularly to Kelsey he is attempting deep throws he is driving the ball down the field to those guys Uh, the trust in everybody else has to come along (laughs) that's the number one thing I would say about that but I I do think there's been some real positive developments on that front uh, particularly with Chris Conley and Albert Wilson and Tyreek Hill of course um, you guys have been here, so you can. You know, I'm interested to know what you think, but we know what Kim Macklin can, can do. We know what Kelsey can do as receivers. Those guys have caught a lot of passes here. Who are some of the other players uh, around those guys that have impressed you guys? I'm just curious.
2: Well, I mean, I, I feel like uh, this is a little bit of a repeat, but uh, Tyreek Hill, his talent just jumps out at you. Um, he, he is faster than anyone on the field. Um, And and one thing that I'm surprised about, we we were talking about this a little bit, Blair, earlier, but um, I didn't know he was this much of a receiver. I I didn't know he could track the ball um, the way that he has. I I didn't know uh, he could could make, you know, kind of tough catches Mm -hmm. across his body, things like that. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot more to being a receiver, obviously, than just being fast. And, um, you know, maybe his route running can get more precise in those things, but he's got a lot of – you know, just the skills and the ability of, of a receiver. You know, forget about what he, what he can and, and, and I think probably will do as a punt return, as a receiver. I, I've been really, really impressed with him.
1: Well, he's, he's the one um, that all of us are going to be, you know, we're, 81 is the guy you're going to really track on Saturday in, yeah. um, at Arrowhead against... The Seahawks, there's some others, but before we even get out of the wide receiver group, I'll, I'll throw in Rod or two as somebody no. who's a newcomer yeah. who, you know, uh, I think will be on this team, and and, uh, and I, I, I've been impressed with him.
0: What do you like about him?
1: Well, he, he's uh, a good hands guy. I, 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 you know, I guess I haven't, I don't have a good sense of his speed yet, but a really good hands guy. Um, Very reliable target. Reliable target, and when you think about it, he's... Um, if, if you look on the wide receiver depth chart behind Jeremy Macklin, he may have more receptions and oh, yards yeah. than anybody else. Oh, he does. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's just a just a, a reliable guy. I I don't know how many wide receivers are going to end up keeping, but I think they're going to keep they're going to keep him.
0: I'm glad that you mentioned that because I mean I'm looking at this roster here, And guys. I'm telling you right now, there's six guys on this. There's at least six receivers on this team that deserve to make the roster. Um, obviously, Macklin, fine. Albert Wilson's having a good camp. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that, like, with a bad camp, you didn't invest a draft pick in him. With a bad camp, maybe you cut him. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm just – but he's had a good camp. Even after missing a handful yeah. of games. Yeah. He's, he's been a very reliable receiver. He's one of the few guys I have not seen drop passes. He's consistently created separation. I think Albert Wilson's had a very strong camp, and he needed to. And I wrote about this yesterday in my uh, camp report. <laughs> Uh, if you've been able to stick through the fourteen
1: hundred words, uh, you would have seen this. But it, it's it is must read stuff in the Kansas City story, hey, all the way down report. to the soundtrack.
0: And Listen, I'm not going to apologize <laughs> yeah. for my camp reports. Uh, I put a lot of love in those. So Nobody I'm, would ask you to. I'm it. not. I'm not cutting them, and I'm not. <laughs> and I'm not. And I, you know, I'm going to keep doing it because that's the way I want to do it. I'm not even kidding. But um. But anyway, I wrote about this in my camp report, Conley. I think we can all see he's a very physically gifted guy. Uh-huh. You know, he, athletically he tests well, but when he came out of college last year, a you know he had to kind of learn some of the difficult nuances of playing receiver. You know, uh, sight adjustments, have some uh, subtlety to your routes. You know, but I think he's really shown some sophistication in his route running. I've seen him get open against Marcus Peters yeah. on shorter routes, intermediate routes, and if you. If you run a sloppy intermediate route against Marcus Peters, he's taking it back. Yeah, He's going to undercut you, and it's going back the other way. I've seen him repeatedly catch comeback routes on him. And if that's a sloppy route, he'll get you on it. So that's impressive to me. And he's consistently made difficult catches, for the most part. That's a guy who I can say his offseason work with Jeremy Macklin has helped. And the same for Wilson. I think if those guys had not worked with Macklin, because Mack pushing now. You know he he he'll, he'll you know he's uh a, he's a, he can be tough on you, but I think he's been good for both of them, and I think both of them have done a nice job in the sense that I wouldn't say either one of them deserve to lose reps based on what I've seen. I think you can work streaker in, but I think those four, I think those four deserve to make the ten. Hill, of course, so that's five, right? And then the sixth guy. I think you'd be a fool to cut Demarcus Robinson. I was just going to say that. You'd you be know. a fool to cut him. Go ahead, Sam. Why? Well, no, I
2: mean, just, you know, physically, he's got it. And and I think that there's a lot um, to like about his size and, and, and you know, kind of his potential.
0: For it, sure. Have you guys seen this guy repeatedly separate on post routes? Yeah, he had runs? one. Um, I forgot who was covering him, but he, he had a beautiful one on the, the the end zone on our side. He can uh, track it. Yeah. He can go yep. get it. Yep. He reminds me, and I know how this sounds. That's fine. But there's a little Antonio Freeman in him. Mm -hmm. Robert Brooks, the 6'1, 190 pound Mm -hmm. West Coast offense guy that is better than you just think he is. Mm -hmm. He's got a little of that in him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is the guy they need to find him. So that's six receivers, not including DeAnthony Thomas. Um, Speaking of DeAnthony, people continue to ask what have you seen from him, guys?
1: Well, I would say whatever you have seen from him, uh, enjoy it and remember it. Because <laughs> yeah. you're not going to be yeah. much from him yeah. uh, in a Chiefs uniform uh, after you know a couple of weeks. Yeah. I, I just, I just think his time has come.
0: Ty Hill is a superior receiver right now to him. And...
2: Yeah, it, it, are, are you surprised? Like I just can't get past. I, I thought this was a return guy. You know, with some speed that maybe down the road might turn into, you know, sort of what they thought Dexter McCluster was going to give them a few years ago. But no,
0: he's superior to McCluster as a route runner right now. As a receiver, McCluster, he's better than those guys. And you know what the real interesting thing about it is? His college stats as a receiver weren't great, uh-huh. so why weren't they using this? Right. Like, where was this? Right, right, right. We and didn't this call is a the guy, coach back. Like, like, this is a guy. I, I, mean, I asked his coach at West Alabama, like, why his receiving stats are better. And I think I remember he said something to the effect of, "Well, we probably should have gotten the ball more." <laughs> <laughs> That's on us. <laughs> yep, he basically said that to the. Yeah, that was on us. But he, he also said. That's how good he was on returns they want to just make sure they had him for punt return. Mm-hmm. and look uh Dave Tobe loves this guy uh he loves him he is going to use him as a kick returner oh he will be filled in kicks at, to some degree this year mm-hmm. um can yeah. we, can
1: we agree that the Anthony Thomas's days are yeah. numbered? Here? I can't i just yeah I, I looked about a half hour o t a practice <laughs> and about, they, they, they just had
2: they have a bigger faster younger De'Anthony Thomas, and, you
0: know, and, and that
2: that's the floor.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: um, that that's yeah. the floor. And we haven't talked about Frankie Hammond either. He's
0: he's still number drop, one punt returner. I know guy. It, he can still, drop pence for somebody else. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think we have to say this, um, and I work really hard to be objective. Like I work really hard at that. Like if you ask me a question, I will be honest about it. But I do honestly feel. That this is the deepest team they've had here mm-hmm. since I've covered this team. When I'm watching, I want to make sure I'm not crazy, Sam. I mean, do you kind of no, feel yeah, me yeah. on that?
2: Well, some of that too. Um, we should acknowledge as a low a low bar. Sure, um, sure. When when this group, when Reed and Dorsey and everybody took over in that would have been 2013, they had really good players at the top. You know, I mean, that's Houston and Barry and you know all There's those guys. DJ um, Poe. Um, but like it was just super thin. Like I mean, you know, and, and not just thin. Like on the backups. I mean, there, there were spots in the you know the starting eleven um, on both sides that were just really really weak. And um, to their credit, I believe that Dorsey and Reed recognize that and have worked really hard on finding. You know, Ron Parker is a guy that just always comes to mind of a guy that you know that that um, you know that's a depth guy. Hussein Abdullah. Um, you know they, they've just they've done a really good job of, of filling in those spots, and um, you know this team I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it if not today then later. I mean th- there are a couple you know significant weaknesses, um, but yeah I mean for the most part they they have good players starting at, at, at all positions. Oh we're talking about the
1: weaknesses. Well yeah that. we'll get there, but think about this they're they're going to they're gonna end up cutting some people that are going to make other teams 53. And
0: yeah. I, last year I think they had about three. And I actually wrote down some guys that could get cut and that, who deserve to have an opportunity, who will sign somewhere. And, and let's
2: just uh, juxtapose that because the first year, was it seven guys that made the team that got cut from other rosters? Right, that, that they, they brought in, yeah. right. Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Here's some guys that could get cut. That will, If they cut them, they're getting signed immediately. I'll tell you that right now. De'Anthony Thomas. Uh-huh. He gets cut, someone's picking him sure. up immediately. That's one. Niall Davis. He gets cut and he should get picked up because he has looked really good out here. Mm-hmm. He's faster, he's a better receiver, there's more sophistication in his route running. I have never seen him ever run a route as good as the one he did on Derrick Johnson a few days ago. Where it was like a it was a it was a route right out of the backfield, like a I don't know what it's called, like a flat corner or something, and he left he just left him. In his, in, he left. He put five yards between himself and Derrick Johnson, yeah. who's their probably their best cover line. He, yep. So
1: he, he's still number one kick return guy. He he's is. still taking the, the number one team, first team reps at kick returner. So you got Frankie Hammond doing uh, taking first team reps as punt return. Now Davis kick return. I don't think either one of them are on the right. team on opening day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right.
0: Other guys that are, I think are on the bubble that will get picked up. If Aaron Murray gets cut, he's getting picked up immediately. Yeah. He looks a lot better than he did in OTAs. But as far as the quarterback situation goes, and you guys tell me what you think here, uh, I think Bray's outperformed him. Bray, every day, like, he'll make a stupid throw here and he's just fine. But every day... He will make a beautiful deep ball throw, and that is a tool you can work with that you can use to manipulate the defense. Well,
1: you said it. I mean, they've they've been a lot invested in Tyler Bray. They, you know, he he's been on the team through injury, through you know, through inactivity. They, they, there's a lot invested in Tyler Bray, and uh, he's, he'll be here. I'm convinced he'll be Yeah, it, it's
2: never been with Tyler Bray. It's never been about like physical talent, specifically, uh, you know, arm talent. It's always been about um, sort of what he does in in the rooms and if, if he's studying and, and, and all those things. And the Chiefs know that's the part. Uh,
0: you know, the Chiefs know that way better than
1: than, yeah.
2: than any of us. And if they've been convinced enough to keep him around this long, then, then I'd go with that.
0: I think you got to look at the fact that, you know, Foles has come in and taken the number two reps or whatever, but right now Bray's still ahead of Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, look, Murray's better than a lot of number three quarterbacks out there. okay And this is a fifth-round pick a couple years ago that might get cut. So that's three guys. Another guy on the bubble who could cut, James O'Shaughnessy, the tight end. This is a fifth-round pick a year ago yeah. who's still working his way back. and you know The athleticism, which he really kind of showed last year, and flashed. I, I, don't, I don't think it's the same. Like it, he's, he's still working his way back from that foot thing. But I think Ross Travis has outperformed him. And I think Travis is a guy that they need to find a way to continue to work into the mix. Because as a blocker, I don't know if he's ever going to give you anything. Even though he's 6'7, 230, but his combination of athleticism and natural ball skills is really impressive. Mm -hmm. And what I like about Travis, competitive guy, Uh, cocky, he'll talk to you. And I like that for a guy who hasn't played football in nine years. I like that. (laughs) Uh, There was one play he beat Marcus Peters in the corner of the end zone. This is Marcus Peters. The guy who had an interception in like five straight practices. And he turned to him, said something, and it pissed Peters off because Peters knocked the ball out of his hand. I'm like, Russ Travis, I like you. <laughs> so I think he's outperformed O'Shaughnessy, and I think that's the guy they need to continue to work with. So and, and, and if you're saying O'Shaughnessy will get cut, um, one of the problems, and this is you know just
2: a numbers game, right? But O'Shaughnessy is just... They have a lot of O'Shaughnessys on this roster. Like Ross, they've got pass catching. You know, if O'Shaughnessy's strength was blocking, right. Instead of pass,
0: like he'd have a yeah. much better
2: chance of making <laughs> this team because that's what they needed that position. Yeah,
0: yeah. And we're gonna get to the tight ends blocking uh, <laughs> later. Uh, one other guy, another guy I kind of like here, uh, Raheem Nunez Roaches. Yeah. Uh, that's a guy I think I think he's got. A, there's a path for him to make the team, especially as like a sub package pass rusher. But he's on the bubble. Here's a guy they took in the sixth round last year who cut his body fat 5%. It looks stronger and faster. But he is not, I mean, he might not be in the top five of the interior linemen. If you got Alan Bailey, Jay Howard, Dontari Poe, Chris Jones, that's the top four. Yep. He's trying to beat out Nick Williams as a yeah. more versatile player. Nick Williams is good. Nick Williams is a he more versatile fly. player. Yeah. He can play the big end and there's nobody else on the If you need someone to play the big end, he's the backup there. Like, Nick can play it. That's the Mike DeVito position, right? Um, I'll have something on him next week, by the way. Nice plug. Uh, But Nick Williams, you got him. He might – what, you going to keep six interior defensive linemen? I don't think so. You know, so between Nick Williams and Rock Nunez Roaches, one of those guys might get cut. And if I were another team, that's a guy I pick up immediately because they can help him. And another guy, David King, he's flashed a little bit too. I like so, know so, yeah. so again, like they've, as good as they are at finding interior defensive linemen, um, that kind of leads me to the next subject. Uh, this pad, this edge rush, guys. Um, <laughs> We, we got to go outside, yeah, don't we? Yeah, we <laughs> love the inside. We're, we're going to have, we have to go
1: outside.
0: We're going to have to, we're, Those some people are going to have to step up here. Um, by the way, one last, one last issue is the inside linebackers. If they keep Josh Maga, they're going to have a choice to make between Justin March, Rameek Wilson, and uh, DJ Alexander. And, and Rameek's staying because he's, he's more of a mic than anybody. He can play next to a, a wheel who can run and hit. And March has been so good, you can't do anything with him. He's got to stay, too. He's
1: been my Tyreek Hill of the defense. Yeah, March has been
0: great. He's been fantastic. The problem is DJ Alexander, who hasn't flashed as much on defense, Dave Tobe loves him Mm -hmm. as a special team. He plays on five special teams unit, first team, like he does. And um, you'd really upset Tobe if he has to go. But maybe you say, Justin March, you're going to do it now. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, my point is, there's a lot of guys. That's a lot of guys. That should get picked up immediately. So the depth's there. Let's talk a little bit about um, guy other guys that have impressed you. I'm gonna throw out some names. Guys, feel free to
1: chime in here if it feels right to you. Uh, Jay Howard, uh, fantastic camp. I think <laughs> fantastic yeah. camp. He he is um, he, he's an all pro waiting to happen.
0: Jay Howard is killing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I, I, I'm all in on Jay Howard.
2: Chris Jones. Yeah, like especially. Um, I, I, my thought was, and maybe I was wrong in the beginning, but I thought he was more raw than it looks like. You yeah, know, I thought he was just kind of a
0: big, yeah. athletic dude, who didn't he have is. any pass rush. No, he
1: has pass yeah. rush yeah, moves. We, yeah, yeah, we yeah. see it every day in on the one-on-one. Yeah. Well, the other thing about Chris Jones is the it was the motor. Sure. People question his motor in college. He uh-huh. takes place off at Mississippi State. Um, I haven't seen that at no. all here in, in training camp. He's brought the right attitude. I've been impressed with Chris Jones.
0: Um uh, Maybe this is just me, but Daniel Sorensen.
1: Well, if we can boil it down to one play, <laughs> I think he had the play of training camp. The, that, the hit that he put on uh, what, a Davis. what a collision! What oh, a collision! Knocked him, knocked him out. I mean, um, now Davis couldn't finish practice that day. I know. Um, look, he's done a nice job stepping in for Eric Berry, and and uh, he has grown. The way Albert Wilson has grown on offense yeah. each of the three years he's been here, I think Daniel Sorensen, remember his first game with the Chiefs, that mm-hmm. Titans game it was just a disaster for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. He has grown and made himself a, a, you know, a, a part of this defense.
0: Okay, I, I agree. And the thing I like the most about the Davis hit right after that – he hit two more guys. <laughs> he felt so much remorse. He felt so, like the two, the very next play, boom, boom, 49. They're like, he came out after that too. They were like, guys, it took him right on out. He was done. <laughs> They'll tell you that it was because they changed the formation. I'll say, whatever. They were like, this guy's injured people. Get him out of here. He was done. Uh, number 22. God, Peters is so yeah. good. He's so good. Yeah,
2: if there was any, you know, sort of, end look, like we're talking on August, what is it, 10th or yeah. whatever, before the first preseason game, but, you know, if, if there was something in the back of your head about, like, is he going to come back, you know, he's a chip-on-the-shoulder guy. Oh, yeah. And, and, and so last year with how the draft happened and all that stuff, you know, okay, he comes out and plays like that, but... You know, with um, you know, not just a Pro Bowl, but all Pro, right? Um, yeah. You know, the the way that he performed, and you just kind of—if that was in your head—is he gonna—is he gonna be happy?
0: Is he gonna be satisfied? He's, been, he's you, been, And, like, and he's there've been, been interceptions of yeah. Alex Smith. Yeah. Like it's not just been Bray yeah. and those guys. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. interceptions of Alex mixed in. That's what
1: I was just about to which say. Which is hard that when, to do when when, when Alex Smith uh, is thrown to Macklin or another first-team wide receiver, and Peters picks it off, my first reaction is, oh, Alex Smith. Oh, they can't win. And then I see, oh, it's 22. <laughs> you know, Alex Smith, I, th- I think we probably agree that Alex Smith is better, it, it performs better than he's ranked. Or his re- his bottom-line result is better than where he's seen as an a, you know, NFL quarterback. But Marcus Peters is at yeah. the top of his, nice. you know, you know, if we had the position rank, the Chiefs, where they are in the NFL... That's a great point. Marcus Peters would be top, top three in the NFL, he's I, up, I think. He's yeah.
0: up there with, like, Houston, right, as being an elite guy at his uh-huh. position. Mitchell Schwartz being an elite guy at his position. I mean, then what well, DJs... I mean, there's a lot of great inside linebackers. Right, right, it, but first tier, but tier, you get but one, tier one guy. I'm, DJ's underrated as a... But uh, I think he's on the cusp of that. But Peters is probably... I mean, I, he's up there. Because, look... Yeah, you can run, run your little pumping goals. You can, yeah, yeah, you can beat Peters on double moves. Okay, keep going over there, though. Uh-huh. He's going to get you one time. Yeah. yeah, keep on doing it. I don't know why anybody would ever throw at him, uh, especially with what they got on the other side. Yeah. And some of these guys I like, but why would you ever throw at Peters when you know right. he... Those are your two options.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you just said it, though. The other side... Right.
0: The place. other side's the question mark. Yep. And I... Hey, listen i have liked what I've seen from some of these young corners, but they're still young corners mm-hmm. um that actually does transition us to things that we positions and players we kind of need to see more from One last good guy kind of I've seen good things from is tardif um mm-hmm. he, I've seen him hang in there against the bull rush of Po more than a few times, and if you can do that, you're all right, and Howard. Uh, he still has to improve the awareness, but and he's a nasty guy. If he improves the awareness, they really got something with him. So, okay, areas we need to see improvement from, uh, or areas that have a lot to prove. I think this young cornerback group, aside from Peters, is part of that. Phillip Gaines, um, he's coming from a knee injury. He's a corner. How good is he going to be? Yeah. Um, he he was good. Like he showed some signs that he was
2: going to be yeah. you know a, a player b- before that injury. Um, and and I remember. Uh, this is going way back, um, but I, I, it was his rookie year, I believe, and they were playing a, a preseason game, coincidentally, in Green Bay, and and he had a terrible night. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember this, but he, he was just terrible. He got lit up. Yep. And he stood there in front of his locker, and just like the way, and, and who knows how much you know this really matters, but the way that he handled that, and the way that he stood up and, and owned like it. it, and you know, I, I thought this guy's got something like in his in his person, in his <laughs> in his, person, in his it, person, you know, in his uh, character to uh, to do that as a rookie. I thought that was I, I thought that
0: was big time. Another guy who's done that before is Marcus Cooper. You guys remember when yeah. Cooper got dis- uh, was that one game he got destroyed? I think as a rookie Denver, like, they finally right? figured him out. Yeah, he stood up there and he answered. Every mm-hmm. for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Now, Cooper's actually had a good camp, but he's one of those guys that when the game time comes, that's when he's got to show it. Ain't nothing he can do out here, that, yep. you know. But I do think Cooper's got a chance to make the team based on what I've seen, he's just got to keep it going. Steven Nelson,
1: have you guys been looking at him? Yeah, I think he's had a very good camp. I do too, very good camp. Um, I'm I, I kind of lean toward him a little bit, yeah, I do too. Um, so we'll see what happens Saturday, but I I think he's the other guy
0: right now. I like Nelson cuz he's really competitive. He's a chip on the shoulder guy too. He's, a, he's but like he 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 has taken This is okay, these are strong, but he has taken the Sean Smith celebration map. he has if he gets an incompletion, oh, there's going to be something. It could be a little pip fist pump. He could do the MJ fist pump. He could do the Sean Smith incompletion signal. Uh, he could do the Mutombo finger wag. I mean, he's got a little assortment he's of got celebrations. In his bag. Yeah. <laughs> like he has celebrations. He's taking that mantle. There's the thing. The thing about him too. We, we talked about Chris Conley
2: earlier, um, who looks like a different guy. Like I, you know, Nelson to me, like uh, of the defensive guys, has made you know that big leap. He's improved as much as he has really you know, probably Anybody?
0: And he's a guy. He's gotten beat a few times, but he responds. That's what I look at. Yeah, like, and was, they're
2: all going to get beat. Right. Like you know, I, I think if you judge a, a corner on when he gets beat,
0: you know. Yeah, I, I just don't think you can go that way. They, they all get beat. So real quick on the two two youngest youngest guys, DJ White. Um, the reason I think he fell in the six rounds because like his testing wasn't off the charts, and you know how people in this league are—they want to see corners who run and mm-hmm. jump and you know. But I'll tell you one thing about DJ White: nine times out of ten, he is on position to make a play on the ball. Some guys just know how to cover. I, he's 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 and we just talked to John Dorsey. He mentioned him. White, White's got something as a cover guy. There's something there. I could see him being a good nickel cover guy one day. Um, anybody got something? Okay. And uh, Kivari Russell, mm-hmm. really outspoken guy. We love him because he'll talk and he's happy. He like you know. That's what we like. Yeah. But uh, he's also very competitive. First day of practice, wasn't scared to jaw with Macklin. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Macklin will talk to you now, and uh, Kivari wasn't scared. And he's made a few plays in camp. You know, this has been a good draft. I think if you watch as much as we have, this is there's some real talent in this draft. They did a nice job finding guys. Um, yeah, without that top pick. Yeah, yeah. they really did a nice yeah. job. Uh, one area that I can tell you right now, these uh, guys step up. Guys, back up tight end, okay? Because uh, Kelsey's great as a receiver, but uh, you want the number two tight end to be a consistent blocker. All those guys got to get better at it. All of them. And way too many drops from that group, aside from Kelsey. So that includes Demetrius Harris, O'Shaughnessy. Travis has had a few, but for the most part, he's been consistent. And Parker, way too many drops.
1: What did Brad Childress call uh, their blocking? uh, Travis.
0: (laughs) He called him a... What, a push-and-pester guy? That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Childish is great, by the way. I like talking to him. Uh,
1: Too many push-and-pester guys.
0: (laughs) So, uh, listen, if there's a position group as funky as it sounds, they miss Anthony Fasano. They do. Fasano was a reliable receiver who was a very good blocker. They miss a guy like that. He could do something that nobody in this group yeah, can do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, the
1: question is, how many do they keep? How many
0: tight ends are they going to end up keeping? The only guys I feel, you know they're going to keep Kelsey. I, it, with as much as we've hyped Travis, there's no way they could cut him and he wouldn't get picked up somewhere. So they got to keep him. They gave Harris money, so I, I think they've got to keep him. I think it's still and Parker on them, but I don't know. Um, I
1: don't know. I don't know either. To me, the question guess. is: Do you keep three or four? And that yeah. may depend on how many wide receivers you keep, how many yeah. running backs you keep. Uh, you know, just the Chiefs love the tight end. you read loves the tight
0: end. I'd rather keep three and just you know just use Sherman more because at least I know Sherman's going to mm-hmm. carry out his assignment blocking, mm-hmm. even against a bigger guy. Sherman to get it done. I'd rather have him. Um, everyone's favorite position. We've talked around it the whole time. Yeah. Here. Edge rush. Edge yeah, rush. we danced. We don't have Tom we, we don't have Justin Houston here. What have you guys seen from D Ford, Frank Zombo, John Massacoy, Andy Malumba, Des Moses, and uh, Daddy Nicholas? I saw
2: yesterday, or not yesterday,
0: Monday, with my own two eyes,
2: something that I don't know if you guys are going to believe me or not. But I saw D Ford coming off the edge mm-hmm. on a speed rush, mm-hmm. and then he cut it inside.
0: Did he bend? It was a move.
2: Oh! He planted with his left foot, came under, and he would have got to the quarterback. Was it Was it a sack? I It could have been. In a live game, it could have been. Was it against air? <laughs> I, I swear I saw it. There was, I, there was an offensive team on is, the field. There was. There was. There, there was another human being. Maybe it was just a push and pester. Sort of like. I don't know. Listen. But, uh, yeah, D4 came underneath. And that's... To me, like... That is a huge problem. Like, I mean, like that edge rush, we talked the about this. Like, the biggest it is a potential to be a fatal flaw. I don't oh, think it does. that's an exaggeration at all. What,
0: what does the lack of edge rush mean
1: for this team? Corners have to cover more. Young corners have to cover more. Yep. Yep. you, you got to get more push from the inside. And, mm-hmm, and, uh, yep. they're, it's capa- they're capable of doing it. You, yeah. you, you're going to have to find different ways of getting pressure on a quarterback. Yeah. Because it ain't going co- to come from the outside.
0: Oh, it's it's going to have to come from some creative blitzing from uh-huh. Sutton. Um, And, look, I understand, like, some of the concern and negativity about Ford. I get it. I've watched the tape. Okay, I see it. Some, there are some rushes he has that look really bad. But he also has, I, I think it's important to be fair here. And, like, there are moments where he does, like, flash kind of what yeah. you want to see. What he has to do is continue to use his hands. I mean, there's not a whole lot of pop in them sometimes. And that's not something you can have. And you know, he's really got to use his hands better. The bend to the quarterback when he uses a speed rush, sink his hips, turn inside to the quarterback. Uh, he's got to be better with that. And honestly, guys, I I gotta watch the game. I'm looking forward to the preseason game. Like, let's see how much better he is as a rusher in that game.
1: You know, I, I know you spend so much time detailing every position, every player on this team, but I've spent most of this time watching D four and mm-hmm. watching that position. And I, I really need to see something Saturday. Just to be you just don't see. It. To be no, you just, I, I don't. But it. you
0: know what's funny though? When I'm watching, he gets sacks out there. Like I'm, I report, I've, I see it in reports. Like he has plays where they whistle it and it's a sack again because you can't hit the quarterback. There's stuff there. I, I mean, I get
1: it. And here's the thing: like um, he has the talent to do it. Um, he has and, talent. He, yeah. he has spe- he has something. A first step. He's got speed that that's uncommon for mm-hmm. somebody his size. To me, what he doesn't have, or what I haven't seen, is that he doesn't have a third and fourth move. He, he doesn't. Yeah, that's he, fair. He does have a second consistent move, one, right? A consistent one. one, or one that he seems to doesn't know how to apply it. If he does, mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just the,
2: I, the thing. Like he's talented. Um, he's talented enough to do it. And the fact that he hasn't done it yet outside that one, you know, the Chargers game or whatever. But um, I I don't think that, like, the tendency, me, me and you were talking about this, like, the other day. The tendency is to say bust,
0: right? Yeah, Um, we were at the same point with Fisher last year. Beyond that, after the Watt thing, people buried him. He was done. Then what happened? He came back and started, and now that talk is done because he put Watt on his ass. Yeah. So... I get the negativity surrounding D4. This is the year. Yes. He's got to right. show it, right? right? Yep. Just let him play the year. We'll see what happens. Um, have you guys seen anything else from any of the other edge rushers?
1: Because I, I, I haven't really. Not no. Really, no. <laughs> there hasn't been a whole lot there. No. Though. That's why and, I'm, that's part of the reason it's a concern. You know, we don't talk about Frank Zombo a lot. There's a reason why we don't talk about him a lot. He's a nice, complimentary type He's player. a very
0: good special teams player. Nice player. You can mix him in. He's not going to kill you if he has right. to play. But in this division, with some of these edge rushers, for God's sakes, Denver's got, you know, DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller. Even the Chargers have Melvin Ingram and Jerry Atachu. At- or whatever. I liked him. Like they are edge rushers. Oakland, Khalil cool. Mack, yep. are you kidding? Bruce Irvin teams bring it in this division. And if D Ford doesn't step up to the plate, there is a chance that if Justin Houston comes back, they got the worst edge rush in the division. They're serious. If if Justin Houston doesn't come back, there's a chance that happens. They will have
2: the worst edge rush in the division game
0: one, assuming Justin Houston's not there. Well, the Chargers group has to, you know. I I love Ingram and all, but Adawachu is kind of at the same point. Ford is, okay? I, I, I,
1: I... at,
0: at, that's and remember
1: that, that that opponent coming into the for the season opener was the opponent that D Ford made his, <laughs> <made> his <laughs> bones. He did make his bones. <laughs> yeah. He didn't make his bones on them. And as much as we no. talk about the three sacks in that game, yeah, I thought the play at the end of the game was his best play when I'll he broke up ahead. the yeah broke up the yeah. passing end zone. I, yeah. Just, yeah. There's no, it, I, mean, I
0: can't believe I've kind of got a because I'm I'm interested in being fair here. I, I just think that it's really important that we just see what happens this year. He's, he's got to do it play this year. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, and one thing about the Chargers, you know, their edge rush was so good last year that they drafted Joey Bosa third overall. So, like,
1: uh,
0: uh, let's not... Interesting thing about that, too. Yeah. Joey Bosa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not... My, my thing is, like, let's not overrate what the... I like what the Chargers have, but let's, I, I don't know if I'd agree that it's better than Tom Fuller.
1: Well, before, before I leave it alone, I... I, I look... The Chiefs knew before the draft that Justin Houston wasn't going to be able to start the season. Yeah, and they didn't take care of this problem in the draft. Right, you know, they had a chance to take care of it in the draft, so they, but they didn't get... do it. So some of this is on front yeah, of the office because
0: there were some guys there that could have been had in the second and third round that could have helped. Do you hear me, Shalique Calhoun? Uh, <laughs> uh, so they're they're betting on D. Ford, okay, uh, and Tom Bahali. So I mean, we'll see. Uh, what have you guys seen from Nick Foles in the last week? Honestly, yeah, like
2: I, I don't know if this is fair or not. He's been a Chiefs employee for less than a week, right? Um, or maybe just a week, but um, he hasn't been as good as I thought.
1: Actually, yeah, the accuracy is. Yeah, you hit on it today, Therese. Uh, you know, you're asking him, you were asking him about his accuracy, and he felt like he finally got around to it today. You know, in the, the final, the final St. Joe practice before the, you know, before the preseason opener. He he hadn't hasn't been accurate, mm-hmm, and no. that's. Something that he is, you know, his stats.
0: (laughs) There have been practices Bray's been better than him. Mm -hmm. Bray's been better than him in most of the practices since he's been here. So I get that it's a rhythm thing. I get that it's a timing thing. You know. Yeah, like, and and each practice it.
2: that Foles has, he's gotten better. Yeah, and, he, and, and 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 that next practice will mean more than his last practice because he's he's getting into the system and everything. But I, I just thought when when they signed him, I was expecting maybe this wasn't fair. Yeah, but I was sure. expecting a, yeah. a gap between him
1: yeah, and him. Yeah, there Ray, hasn't been. And it, yeah, it just has not I would existed. agree. I would agree. But he is going to be the second quarterback yeah. on the field. Yeah, he sure on did on move up that depth <laughs> chart, boy. Yeah. There was no doubt about what was happening.
0: <laughs> Cause I don't know if his play on the field deserved that, but they made it real clear. Uh, um, Nick Foles is the backup. Okay, uh, yeah, and I think we talked a little bit about DeAnthony. Were there any other guys that you kind of got? You guys got to see more from, or any
1: any other concerns you have? I, I don't know if I don't know. It's not a concern actually. It's, it's just the opposite. I think it says something about. Uh, where the Chiefs are in year four Reed Dorsey, that you've got a couple of guys who started on the offensive line last year, Ja Reed and uh, yeah. Zach Fulton, who yeah. are second team offensive linemen so far yeah. You know, in practice. And, and the same five, I'm going to write about this for l- later in the week, the five offensive linemen who started the first practice here have started every practice here. And I, I think that bodes well for the Chiefs. I mean, you can you can create an offensive line, uh, continuity, communication. It's, it's a comfort thing for the quarterback. I, uh, I, I think that speaks well for for the Chiefs. And uh, and I can remember this time a year ago, they had gone through multiple players at every position. Mm-hmm. It seemed like trying to find the right combination. And that, that went into the regular season. Mm-hmm. Injuries played a role, and they'll play a role this year as well. But they just seem to have an idea of what they're doing on the offensive
0: line. All right, so I know we're only two weeks in the camp, and there's still a bunch of weeks left here before the regular season. But screw it, right? Uh, let's do. Let's have some fun predictions. Record. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off since it's my idea. I'm still going to say ten and six, but I could I could see a nine and seven if this edge rush isn't up to par. It sure wouldn't take much, you know. Um, the wrong injury, to the wrong guy, you know, ten and six becomes nine and seven or eight and eight. Conversely, if everything goes right with the injuries, they go eleven and five. Okay, Justin Houston comes back, they get some breaks early. Yeah, they can go eleven and five, win the division. That's where I'm at. Sammy, where you at? So I've been eight and eight. Um, that's that's that that's that long time Kansas City attitude boy.
2: <laughs> Jesus, uh, I, I've I've raised it uh, to nine and seven. Yeah. Um, just because I think that. Um, I guess we've been talking about a lot, like the the, the roster, this is the best roster that they've had. There's a lot of depth, Um, but that edge rush uh, has the potential to be a fatal flaw. And and I don't know if, and none of us do, if Justin Houston is going to play in the fifth game of the year, the sixth game of the year, uh, the 13th game of the year. We don't know. And there's a huge gap in there. I mean, that that
1: can be the difference right there between eight and eight and eleven and five. They're going to have like to outscore that. people. Though. Oh I, I yeah, I think that's the key. But I do. I think this is the year they're able to do that with. Uh uh, I, I don't think the, posi- the wide receiver position group is elite, but it's the best that they've had. It's good enough. I think the running back position group might it's be really close good. to elite. I mean, it's, it's really, really good. good. I'm a big Spencer. We haven't talked about these guys, but I'm a big Spencer Ware. Oh, back. I am
0: too. I think Ware's a
1: boss. Uh, and uh, and, qu- and look, backup quarterback. I think that sent a signal that uh, they're, they're, they're serious yeah. about this.
0: I think we all agree. Because backup quarterback was a real problem because before they signed Foles, it's like, Alex Smith gets hurt, that ten is six can turn to seven and nine real yep. quick, yep. you know. But Foles Andy's going to be able to put that guy in positions to play. But what's your yeah. prediction? All right,
1: my prediction is I'm saying eleven and five. Wow. I think I think this team is better than last year's team. At, at most positions, the the, the 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 edge rush certainly is a concern, but I think the schedule is more favorable. I think that I think the Chiefs' division is more difficult than it was last year, but. The AFC South and the NFC South opponents, I think, give the Chiefs a chance to have as good a record as a year ago.
0: Blair, you know with that prediction, that means that you're kind of putting some faith in the edge rush.
1: You're kind of putting a
0: little faith in it. Yeah, you are. You look are. At you. you are. Look at I, you. I, you I, must I, think I, Tom Bahaldi's
1: gonna have a good season. I'm I'm betting that Bob Sutton will have a good season. He <laughs> will, will figure it out. They see what we all see. They know what's going on, and they'll they'll figure it out. But I I have um, uh, look. I think the schedule. Look, everybody everybody in the West plays the same schedule. It's not like the you know, schedule advantage for somebody here. It's not like college football, yeah. you know. Uh, but I don't know. I, I just I, – I think in year four, with the improvements that this team made, yeah. with the draft that it had, with the, a couple of the free agent acquisitions like streeter that they had, it needs to be as good as it was last year and, and even a little bit better. Yeah. Well, one thing about the edge rush, sorry, Terry, but one thing – Like, and we all know this, but it, it's
2: worth pointing out, um, Houston missed five games last year, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they went 5-0, and oh, and they had – Basically, the same yeah. the same sack rate as they had without them. Now they, they played mostly rotten teams. Um, they mm-hmm. played really terrible teams, and that Cleveland game was more of a problem than it should have been because they didn't sack. They didn't get any sacks okay. at all. Um, in, in that game. But you know, they, they've done it before. Um, they haven't done it like this. Um, you know, to start out a season and you know trying to trying to
0: chase a Super Bowl. Yeah, and just that's a really good point. And I'll, I'll say this too there's a chance the interior rush is better this year. Yeah. Chris yeah. Jones, guys, I mean, if you're telling, telling me this guy's playing 20 snaps and he can really let it loose on 20 snaps, uh-huh. he's better than Mike DeVito as a pass rusher. And they had DeVito yeah. in on pass rushing downs last year, uh-huh. so there's no reason this interior rush can't be better. Get them
1: some sacks. They had 11 sacks from – I think it was 14 sacks from the interior guys last year. DeVito had three and – Eleven. I did this, 14 of their 47 sacks came from the middle. I think they can improve on that number And i And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention this too, okay?
0: I think one of D Ford's issues is that he was a 4-3 end in college. You cannot deny his burst off the edge or feel for rushing a passer out of a three-point stance. He has that. I think they got to find a way to let him put his hands in the dirt and get upfield. Uh, teams are in nickel all the time now. Uh, teams are throwing the ball so much, there is no reason that you can't let him put his hands in the dirt and rush the way he did in college. They have got to find ways to let him do things he's comfortable with because I don't think his first step is as good out of a two-point two, two point stance as it is out of a three. That's I, interesting. Think it's yeah. I, think, I think it's different. Resp- I think it's – and this is easy for me to say because I ain't got to draw it up, but I think if, you, if you're trying to, A, make that pick pan out and, B, trying to maximize the pass rush you get – you got to find ways to let that dude put his hand in the dirt, wide technique, and get upfield. Just let him rush and rush and rush out of the stance that he made his bones at in college. I'm going to be looking for that. And I have yet to hear a reason why they won't, why that can't be done in nickel situations. So that's something I'm going to be looking for. Yeah. Guys, anything else you want to talk about? We covered it pretty good. You, anybody? We bonus gotta, round. Gotta okay? see,
1: we got to see a game. we got to right. see a game. Okay,
0: that's all. Our, that's all we got, guys. I know uh, you've been clamoring for one, and we get, we delivered. So here you go. Also, if you sat through this whole thing, that means you like us. You like me. You like Sam. You like Blair. We are writing Chiefs every single day. We're really working our asses off here. Okay. So what I need you to do is go to Kansas City.com go to the App Store, download our Red Zone app. Okay. I'm not playing. Our True Blue Royals app is killing <coughs> it. A lot of, a lot of downloads here. And I'm a competitive guy now, so we need to step up. You really like me? You really like how we cover the team? Download the app. It's free. I'm not playing. Download the app, it's free. Every story we write about the Chiefs, you get a notification to your phone. Turn them off for all I care. But, yeah, but download it. This is the best way to read our coverage. You really want to be a knowledgeable fan? When you talk Chiefs with your friends, you read what we write every day, and you will be the smartest Chiefs fan in your group of friends. I'm not kidding. I'm dead. That's how confident I am in our coverage. So we get little reports that tell us how the app's doing. I want to see that number rise. I'm not playing. Um, last thing, because as many tweets as I answer and stuff, like, come on, let's go download the app. <laughs> I'm competitive. I don't like that. Um, uh, and also, rate and review us on iTunes. That matters. Okay. Got to go there. Got to give us the five stars. Got to write a nice message. I, I, I want this I want this podcast to be regularly in the top 50 on iTunes. I have high hopes for this thing. So, What hey. I'm sensing here is a little bit
2: of an undercurrent of uh, screw Rustin.
0: <laughs> is that what you're getting? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm a competitive guy now.
1: <laughs>
0: I love Rustin. I think Rustin's doing a great job. It, it's more of like I know that we're doing good stuff. Like yeah. I think it needs to be reflected in these numbers. Like, I, I just I wanna see these numbers represent the way you're reading. Like you're reading. That's like the numbers should yeah. reflect that. So that that's all it is. I know that this town is not a complete royals town. I I know that based <coughs> on the number of questions I'm getting. So you guys gotta represent and download this app for me To even
1: hear that thought three or four years ago. Oh my god. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. We're not We're all this isn't <laughs> only a Royals city. <laughs> So, listen, do that for me. Although 2012 would have been, you have to be one (laughs) or the other. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we got for you guys today. We'll keep having positive, keep killing it with the coverage. Thanks for listening. Uh, Hey, give us the music, man. See you next time.